Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, The Informer. The starring players... This is Charles Bickford. This is Isabel Jewell. Mr. Wallace Ford. And this is Reginald Denny. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in one of the greatest motion pictures the screen has ever known. John Ford's RKO Academy Award winner of a few years ago, The Informer. It stars Isabel Jewell as Katie, Charles Bickford as Jippo Nolan, Reginald Denny as Dan, and Wallace Ford as Frankie. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Informer. During the Great Trouble, when every night brought its killings and every morning its retaliations. The countryside policed by the British military, the hated tans. The people sullen and secretive, invisibly leagued against the enemy, England. Dublin, a shabby section near the waterfront. A night that's out of a witch's tale. Fog stretching its ghostly fingers through the streets and wrapping the town in a heavy white shroud. And on one of those miserable, darkened streets, a little group standing before a brick wall, staring up at a poster that's been pasted there and muttering among themselves. Frankie McPhillip's face on a poster. Hot as an evil day, we see it there. Uh, Twenty pounds the tans be offering for him. Sedition against the crown, no less. Twenty pounds. Tis a fortune it is. I'll curse the man who would be soiling his hands with it. They melt away into the night. And as they go, another figure comes lumbering through the fog. Jippo Nolan, a great hulk of a man, slouching despondently along the street. He sees the poster and stops, stares at it moodily, lost in his thoughts. And then finally, almost without knowing it, so they got your face on a poster, Frankie. They're offering 20 pounds for you, eh? 20 pounds? Sure, and I'd break the man in two that would tell on you for 20 pounds. 20 pounds? Ah, you needn't worry about me, Frankie. I'd not be the one would inform on you. I'd not be the one that would... 20 pounds? Stop it now. I won't be thinking a thing like that. 20 pounds? Ah, that'll stop it. Oh, I've ripped it down. I won't be seeing it. I won't be thinking it. God help me, I'll not be cursed for no 20 pounds like that. And so he lurches off through the fog, down the dimly lit street, fighting the terrible thought in his mind. 
And suddenly, something catches his eye. In front of a little travel agency, a girl and a man. It's a good time you'll be having, miss. I'll treat you proper, I will. I've told you no. Go along with you now. Would you be passing up an evening's pleasure like that? With maybe dinner first? With dinner? Aye, the very best. I'm an easy man with money, miss. And for a girl like you... Take go of you, you scut! Jippo! Take your hands off me! Put me down! I'll put you down, all right. Ten feet from here. You're living! Don't! Jippo! You've hurt him. Bad luck to him. Serves him right. And you, Katie... What have you got to say? Oh, Jippo, what's the use? I'm hungry and I can't pay my room rent. So you'd go along with the likes of him. You'd go along and... Oh, Jippo, don't look at me like that. You know you're the only one for me. But but what chance have we got? Money, that's all that counts. Ah, Katie. Look in the window there. It says travel. See the world. Sure, the world is ours for 20 pounds. 20 pounds? What are you saying that for? Saying what? 20 pounds. What are you driving at? Chippo, my arm. What's the matter with you? 20 pounds. Go on, get it from the scut I just threw in the gutter. Thank Chippo. Too good for me, eh? Well, let me tell you something. You're no better than any other man. You're all alike. Ah, Katie, I didn't mean that. Go along with your fine principles. Me, I can't afford them. Good night. Katie. Katie. 20 pounds. Make all the difference it would. Jippo. Who's that? Who's that? Where are you? Back of you, Jippo. We're in the alley. What's the matter with you, Jippo? Don't you know me? Frankie McPhillip. Not so loud. Ah, Jippo. I'm in luck to find you. My own best friend. The one man in the world I'd... Twenty pounds. What is it, Jippo? What are you staring at? Nothing. Nothing, Frankie. Only you came on me so sudden like... (laughs) Uh... I guess I'm getting jumpy, having a price on my head. Six months is a long time, my boy, to be out on the hills on the run. Did you deliver the last message, Jippo? What did my mother say? She blessed the saint she were alive. And she followed me out crying and put a quid in me hand to give to you. But I had no way of finding you. And I was that hungry myself that I spent it. Ah, you big lover. She likes you. God knows why. That was her way of giving you some... Twenty pounds. What's come over you, Jippo? What are you gawking at? Is there anything queer about me now? No. You see... You see... Frankie, I, 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 I've been court-martialed. What for, man? For not finishing the tan that killed Quinn Cannon. I took him out in a lorry and he begged for his life. I couldn't do it, Frankie. Not in cold blood. Besides, he swore he'd desert if I let him go. Then you believed him. What did Commandant Gallagher say? He never had me plugged when I got back. And he threw me out of the organization. Now the British think I'm with the Irish, and the Irish think I'm with the British. And the long and the short of it is I'm going around starving, without a dog to lick me trousers. You poor fathead, you. And to think of the jobs we pull together. Your muscles and my wits, your strength and my plans. And the minute I leave you alone, you're in trouble. Man alive, I'm your brain. Gotcha, Frankie. You're me brain, all right. Aye, uh, but it's your help I'm needing now. Are the ten still watching the house? Are they on the... Twenty pounds. Quit gaping at me, man. I say, is there a guard in the house? No. Not now. Not since Christmas. Then I'm off. To see my mother and sister. Up the rebels, Jippo. Up the rebels! Twenty pounds, Jippo. Twenty pounds. (laughs) 
right, Nolan. You can sit over there. Yes, sir. Take off your cap and put that cigarette out. There's no smoking in headquarters. But I've told you where you'd find Frankie McPhillip. Why don't you pay me off and let me go? The information you gave is being checked. You'll have to wait. Sitting here like this. Just sitting and waiting. But the love of God, sir, can let me have a cigarette. It's not allowed. Headquarters, yes. I see. Very good. Was that them now? Yes. They found Frankie McPhillips at his home. He tried to escape. He was killed. Killed? Here's your 20 pounds. You may go now. Killed. I never thought he'd be killed. Got to have a plan. Got to have a plan. A plan, Jippo? What's that? Don't you know me, Jippo? Don't you know my voice? And have you forgotten? I'm your brain. You can't think without me. You can't make a plan. Frankie! <laughs> Frankie! <laughs> Sad day, this for the McPhillips, Bartley. Hi, Tommy, hi. And may the informer be cursed with his 20 pounds. Poor Mary, losing a brother like that. And loving Dan Gallagher like she does, and apt to lose him too if the Tans ever get their hands on him. Tommy, have you noticed Jippo? Jippo? Aye, he's been sitting over there for an hour now. Hands rammed down into his pockets and not a word out of him. He might at least have the decency to speak some comfort to Frankie's mother. Wait. Look, he's getting up now. He's coming over. What the devil's wrong with him? Mrs. McPhillip. Mrs. McPhillip. Ah, uh, Jippo. I'm Jippo. sorry for your trouble, Mrs. McPhillip. What are you shouting for, Jippo? And take your hands out of your pockets, man. Show some respect for the dead. That's better. That's better. Money? What's that? Oh, you've dropped some coins, Jippo. Here, up. Leave them alone. I only wanted to hand them to you. Leave them alone, I say. They're mine. Mine, I tell you. I swear before God I warned him to stay away from this house. What you Good heavens, man, there is no one suspects you. Hi, Jippo. Tis well known you were my Frankie's best friend. My brother liked you, Jippo. Mary, Mrs. McPhillip, yes. you were good to me. And I'm sorry for your trouble. I, I'll be leaving these with you. Good night. Tommy. This afternoon, Jippo didn't have a shilling to his name. Aye, it's the same thing I'd be thinking, Bartley. And something Commandant Gallagher should know. So we followed him, Dan. When he'd had enough drink, we told him you wanted to talk to him. Bartley's got him outside. Good work, Tommy. All right, Bartley. Well, here he is, Dan. Hello, Jippo. Well, you don't seem very glad to see me. You have a grudge against me, Jippo. Why? There wasn't anything I wouldn't do for you, Dan Gallagher. And then you had me thrown out of the organization. I've been starving for the last six months. I got no clothes, no money, no nothing. You disobeyed orders, Jippo, and endangered the organization. But I'll make a fair deal with you. We'll call everything quits and reinstate you on one condition. What's that? 
If you find the man who informed on Frankie McPhillips. You mean that? Honest? Indeed I do. Put it there, Dan. I told you I'd do anything for you. How about a drink on it? Help yourself. Have one, Tommy. Have one in the commandant, eh? Here's to you, Dan. Ah, that's the stuff. You can count on me, Dan Gallagher. I've got a plan that... Plan, Jimbo? And where will you get it? I made your plans. Remember? I was your brain. I was your... What's ailing you, Jippo? Are you daft? Another glass. I need another drink. Man alive, are you perishing with the drought? Jippo, remember, you have a job to do. A job? Look, look, Dan. I'll tell you who it was informed. Who? It was... It was that rat Mulligan. Mulligan the tailor? It's him as sure as your barn. How do you make that out? Why... Why, tonight I seen him going into the Tan's headquarters. What time? Oh, about... About half after six. Well, Dan... Are you taking me back? If your statement checks up. Court of inquiry at midnight. Ammunition dump. Jippo, you be there. Sure, Dan, sure. How about another drink on it? Man alive, you've eradicated the bottle. Bartley will pick you up later, Jippo. You'll find me at Katie's, Bartley, my boy. You know how it is. See you later, Dan. Up the rebels. It's him, Dan. It's Jippo. I'll stick my life on it. He's drunk, Bartley. Ah, drunk, is it? It's a wonder he can walk. But whoever the informer is, we've got to find him. One traitor can destroy us all. It's our lives against his. The whole organization. Follow him, Bartley. Keep at Jippo's heels like a pot of glue. Right you are, Dan, right you And Tommy, Tommy, mobilize the company. Round up Mulligan. We'll find the informer before this night is over. Esther has presented Act One of The Informer, starring Wallace Ford, Charles Bickford, Reginald Denny, and Isabel Jewell. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. But first, a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. Tonight I'm going to tell you something that I'm afraid will be a shock to you. Here it is. I was discussing with a skin specialist the dangerous ideas some women have about makeup. They seem to feel that to look glamorous, to achieve a smooth, flawless-looking skin, they must completely plaster their skin with makeup, cover it over with what amounts to a makeup mask. I think you should know what that skin specialist told me. He said, when girls come to me with skin trouble, my first warning is never plaster your skin with makeup. If you cork up the tiny pore openings with hard little deposits, you may coarsen and age the appearance of your skin. What's more, you risk little bumps and ugly blemishes. And you may well cause rough, dry flakiness on the skin's delicate surface. To me, it seems appalling that women innocently subject their skins to such risk. When it's so unnecessary, you can easily achieve that smooth, flawless look, a younger, softer look, without danger, without risk to your skin. Millions of women know that Lady Esther face powder because of its special baby texture, gives you the glamorous finish you want safely and for four long hours without repowdering. You see, my exclusive method of making powder, my patented twin hurricane process, blows my powder so fine and soft that it goes on your skin like a delicate film and helps safely hide those little lines and freckles. 
your skin takes on that fine baby texture look that men seem to admire so much. I hope you'll try Lady Esther face powder. I promise you exciting new loveliness, even in searching bright sunlight. Mulligan was the guilty man. Mulligan was the informer. In Jippo's childish mind, confused by drink, the thought kept pounding until it was a fact. And so, released from the terror of the thing he had done, the big fellow went carousing through the night, drinking, spending his 20 pounds, giving it away. But everywhere he went, Bartley Mulholland was close at hand, watching, keeping count. And then at last it was midnight. And Bartley led the drunken giant off to meet the others. A group of stern-faced men, a dimly lit room. But as Jippo looks around in dumb surprise, he sees that one man isn't there. You let him go, Dan. You let Mulligan go. You didn't do it, Jippo. We have his oath. Ah, it's easy for an informer swearing oaths. He had an alibi. He was with the priest from six to seven. It's a lie. He's lying to you, Dan. Jippo, where were you at half past six? What's it got to do with it where I was? Would you like to tell us what you did after meeting Frankie McPhillip? It's a lie! Jippo, as you see, Frankie's sister is here. Mary. Yes, Dan? I'm sorry, Mary. Will you repeat what your brother told you when, when he arrived home tonight? He said... He said he'd met Jippo. He said he waited for him in an alley to find out if there was a guard in the house. Jippo, is that true? No! Then why did you cry out at the wake that you'd warned him to stay away from the house? That's it! I did! That's what I told him. Now, you did see him then. Why did you tell those lies about Mulligan? Were you drunk or what? I know I was drunk. What did you do after meeting Frankie? Tell me. And suppose I don't. Then Bartley Mulholland can do it for you. Come on, man. You'd better tell us yourself. We had to split. I'm all mixed up. I can't remember nothing. You've been spending money about the town, Jippo. And the way Bartley figures it, it comes to exactly... 20 pounds. My head is sore. I'm drunk, I tell you. Where did you get that 20 pounds? Tell us. I can't remember. I can't remember nothing. Oh, confess, man. Confess and ease your soul. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. Can't you see what I mean? Is there no man here to tell him why I did it? My head is sore. I can't tell him. There's no need to now. You filthy swine. Not here, man. Not here. Put down your guns. Take him away. Come along, Jippo. And mind you now, no tricks. God have mercy on him. God have mercy. I'm sorry you had to see this, Mary. Why must we be killing each other? What good will it do? Why can't we have peace? Oh, Dan, it's cruel, cruel. It's not revenge, you know. With an informer loose, there's not one of us safe. Not one of us will be... Dan, listen. Oh, something's gone wrong. Dan, he got away. He made a break for us. There were shots. Did you get him? I don't think so, Dan. You can't see your own hand in the fog. Oh, we'll have to work fast, lads. Tommy and Daly, cover the Tan's headquarters, front and rear. Bartley, take a dozen men, cover the bridges. Right, Dan, right. Slatterly, your group will block the main roads. And remember, men, if he reaches the Tan's before we get him, we're done for. The whole movement's done for. Every one of us.
Got to have a plan. Got to have a plan. Plan, Chip. Is it a plan you need? Frankie! Frankie! I could give you a plan. I'm your brain. Remember? Frankie, help me. Help me now. Oh, I'll not be giving you the plan. On account of what you did to me, Mother. I'll not forgive you, Chippo. Not until me mother does. No, Frankie. No, no. Chippo, open up quick. Chippo. Close it, Katie. They're after me. Oh, Chippo, you put the heart crosswise in me. Not be kidding me, though. We'll go away, Katie, you and me. Chippo. Where's the 20 pounds I gave you? 20 pounds? What are you talking about? I done it for you. That's what I couldn't tell Dan Gallagher. He wouldn't understand. Did what? What did you do? Katie, I... I informed on Frankie. (gasps) Informed? That's how I love you, Katie. Now you're the only one I can trust. Do you love me, Katie? Love me. Love me, Katie. Sure, I'll love you when I'm clay, darling. But you don't know what you've done to me this night. You don't know what you've done. Katie, I'm tired. Lie down, Jippo. Here on the bed. Lie down and rest yourself now. Tired, Katie. Running through the fog. Sleep, Jippo. Try and get some sleep. Don't worry, darling. Katie will look after you. Katie will look after you somehow. I'm begging you. Oh, you wouldn't hurt him if you knew how it was. Katie, in the church next door, there's a mother kneeling at the altar, praying for the soul of her dead boy. Jippo did that. He did it for me. For me, I tell you. Oh, may God forgive me for shaming him with his poverty and blaming him for mine. He didn't know what he was doing. I'll let him go. I'm afraid that isn't within my power. Oh, Miss McPhillip, you ask him. He'll listen to you. Dan... Just this once, couldn't you? Mary, dear, I'm sorry. The Tans will never let him alone now. They'll drag out of him every single thing he knows. I'll take him away. I swear by all that's holy. Where is he, Katie? In my room. The other side of the church. Oh, please, Miss McPhillip, don't let him do it. I'm not the kind of girl you are, but I love you for nonetheless for being what I am. You must know. You're in love, too. Please. Dan, I... You're in love with him. I can tell by your eyes. Suppose that you were begging for his life now. Suppose it was him you were pleading for. It is me. <laughs> and all the others who are fighting for what we believe. Oh, you won't do it. I can see you won't do it. <laughs> Mary, wait for me here. I'll be back. Our Father, who art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. Oh, please, miss. 
May I kneel beside you? <laughs> I thank you, God. Come. I will. Done on earth. <laughs> Open the door, Jeffo. Open it, is it? I'll bring the first man comes in that door. He's done for, Bartley. He's got five slugs in him. Look, he's making for the church. The church? Mrs. McPhillip's in there. Dan, I've got one slug left. No, Tommy. Let him go. He'll be needing to make his peace with God. Charles Bickford, Isabel Jewell, Wallace Ford, and Reginald Denny for a memorable performance. Well, Mr. Bradley, every actor wants to do his best when he appears with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players. You see, we feel that this is really our program because all the benefits from these shows support the wonderful work of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house and clinic. And now, before we tell you about next week's show, a word from one of America's foremost beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Jewell. Ladies, if any friend of yours has changed to a new kind of makeup, one she may not know too much about, you'll be doing her a great kindness to warn her. Tell her what skin specialists have told me, that if she is plastering her face with makeup, masking it with a makeup coating, she may be exposing her skin to these three serious dangers. One, drying out the delicate skin surface. Two, 
corking up and stretching the pore openings. And three, because of corked up pore openings, inviting little bumps and even more serious blemishes. Now, I don't mean that anyone must give up glamour. On the contrary, a woman can easily give her skin that smooth, flawless look without danger simply by using my new Baby Texture Face Powder. You see, Lady Esther Face Powder, made by an exclusive process, becomes so soft and fine that it lies on your face like a delicate, flattering film that helps safely hide little lines and blemishes. And Lady Esther clings four long hours without repowdering. Women who use Lady Esther Face Powder for the first time are always surprised. They say, I never knew that any makeup could make me look so lovely. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present a delightful farce comedy, Make Your Own Bed. It will star Alan Hale, Jane Wyman, and Jack Carson. Be sure to listen. Charles Bickford appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. Producers of Daryl F. Zanuck's Technicolor production, Wilson. Wallace Ford is currently working in the Bing Crosby production, The Great John L. Isabel Jewell can soon be seen in the Universal production, The Mary Monahans. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. To try Lady Esther for purpose face cream, just get the smallest size jar. Later, you can get the economical large jar and keep refilling the small one for convenience. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night, everyone. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.